fighting sometimes as passionate as ever outside the cage. The dramatic conclusion of getting my face chipped by my girlfriend's aggressive forehead during what was a very lovely but not overly passionate makeout session. Not to give anybody like I'm not opposed to the the Fifty Shades of Grey. I've overstepped. I think the intro boundaries here. Look, tooth fixed. Fighting's easy because you can just get yourself medically repaired from outside the cage. It is time. Verbal tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how was Vegas? It was good. You know, I always have a great time because I go to train at a number of places. Um, cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I love that that's my new uh, vice, which is, <laughs> Raph, how do you have time for the cocaine in training? I just make the time. <laughs> Raph took 36 notes during a half-hour 10th player <laughs> lesson, and people were like, well, he's dedicated. People were like, man, <laughs> I, cocaine. I, this is way different than Raph's normal kind of chill pace that he does, but instead he's just like, gotta go, his, gotta fight! <laughs> back and turtling, and I think he's breakdance fighting. I can't really figure <laughs> that part out, but good for him. Aggressive um, I had a different intro that I wanted to do, and okay. well, here's what I'm going to say. I want you to continue talking about your tooth because I don't feel that two things ha- happened here. One, that you didn't really give it uh, the send off it needed. And two, I had a way I was going to go to talk about your tooth that brings us into, I guess, the news of the week. So how about Kevin talks about his tooth. Kev? I had Dr. Uh, Sage, I forget her last name. She took this grinder and it was like it was smoking out of my face. It smelled like plaster was everywhere. She was just grinding off those last bits, polishing me off so Brent could come over and paste a little solution to my face. And I've got to say that Brent looks like he <laughs> could finish this fight at any given moment. This was what the announcer sounded like when he was talking about keratonin. So. <laughs> It is important that we discuss your tooth and how close you are to finishing the fight. Can I also say the Gary Tonin meme that you yeah. posted? And everyone yeah. can join along with this fun if you just head on over to Verbal Tap Cast on all of our social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Something they haven't invented yet. Rap's already there. I'm already there. Follow us. You'd see the funny memes. <laughs> Gary Tonin fought and his stats were altered. But, Rep, one of the things I loved about that was that his grappling skills are not 100% of the chart. No, like, he's, he's a casual 83-ranked grappler, which should offend him. If this was NBA <laughs> 2K, it'd be like, what's his thing he's always done? Grappling? Oh, it's like uh, three-point shooting. That's all I've ever done. It's like, <laughs> you're, a, you're a 74 at it. That's not very good. And I will say, you know what he could do to get that thing knocked up? Finish those heel hooks. He was, he was trying. Hey, quick break. Because last night, I remember how tired you were post-training. I remember how tired you were during training. And I want to tell you about something that's going to help you. ProvenNutrition.com. Get a drink that's going to replenish you while you're working out. It's going to give you what you need. 100% natural ingredients none of that crap 
has like H2O igniter in the title, whatever. ProvenNutrition.com. Very simple. Go with what's proven. 100% natural ingredients. Also, this is more, this is somewhat of a public service announcement. I was watching two people professionally grapple. One of them was wearing North South Jiu Jitsu underwear, the other was displaying their butt crack for the entire world to see. It's up to you which Morpheus pill you want to take. I want to go to NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. I want to get the hugs of my hips secured. I want to feel like my muffin top is ready to just grapple and not be on the baker's display. And I know those of you that are fit don't even have those problems. So you're just like, yeah, I should get the best looking underwear to highlight how trip I am. NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Now back to whatever it is we do. That's what he could do. And I was trying to root him on from the sidelines, just saying this could end at any moment. Any moment. They so were very he, sanctimonious, but you never yeah. know what to expect with the one with the one series. That dude had a voice that made me genuinely concerned for the amount of air going into his body. Because I was wondering if he was getting enough or not enough or too much because close. there's something that was happening as he's saying that. Now, I know that you're mentioning the unfortunateness of Gary's grappling power level. His shitty uh, yo hugs, his inability to finish. Well, the Internet did say, Kev, and this is what made me laugh the most. The Internet said, you know, props to the other guy. He exposed Gary that night. And I go, expose Gary is what? A dude who barely learned how to hit and is still trying to fly and kick the shit out of people like he's Liu Kang. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Maybe he exposed the fact that sometimes if you have good reach and you can pry the hands off of you getting heel hooked, I mean, smoke him if you got him. But the issue on that one is I, I have a feeling that dude was, uh, ugh, if they were not as slippery, might have been in a very bad spot. Raph, but I'll argue I, that Callan heard this for a moment is it possible and this is just a theory (laughs) just a theory but based off of what we saw gary tonin is bad at grappling your thoughts uh hold on i i wasn't sure if that was a prompt for me to come on the show (laughs) i I should have thrown it right gary tonin on the line is it possible you've lost the ability to grapple your thoughts uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was uh, every time I grapple Gordon, I lose the ability to roll. Uh, so Who's every Gordon? time Gordon takes a steroid, which is not a steroid, uh, I lose the ability to beer and bolo. So uh, I yeah. have you on record saying you're against that. Are you now a flip flopper? Is that what we're finding out? Uh, this interview's over. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> so here's what I want to tell you, though, Kev. Uh, so this is why I think I made the meme. Because I really had to figure out why I was Damn, so compelled to do it. Damn, it's funny, though. But when I that. saw that Gary got a chart that said what his power levels were, I was immediately offended. I said, he doesn't have enough intel to give for power levels in MMA. So when you're talking about grappling and it not being 100%, I think the real harm for Gary would be going up to them and saying, hey, guys, what's up? Um... Can you show me how you came up with that 
And then they would actually break it down by different moves, and they go, yeah, dude, you only attack legs, so... I mean, lame. So <laughs> we just said 83. I mean, if you were a more well-rounded grappler, we might give it to you, but I guess you kind of suck. And if we're being honest, <laughs> who have you submitted it recently? You didn't submit Paul Harris, so yikes. I also, there was only a small part of me that wants to see Gary go like at the end of three rounds and then like sit for EBI rules. And be like, I'll take the back. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The fight's over. Oh, that makes sense. Stands up. Because he always seems... What's with the Kit Daleness? Outside of the mustache, shaved head. Yeah, and th- I want to make sure I'm very clear on this because Gary's got this one weird spot that he's just kind of carving around. And I thought, I should make fun of this. And then I also thought, ah, shit, is he being a good person and doing that for some sort of strange reason that he would then explain and I'd feel like shit for making fun of him? Oh, which do I do? Which do I do? So I just made fun of him to the people around me instead of making a meme. However, yes. That's funny. Is that what you did too? Yeah. That's a good way to keep things from being too mean, kids. You can make a difference by reducing your carbon asshole print. Anyway, here's what I'm going to say about this fight. Uh, I watched it. It was okay. Normally, I would try to stay up, but this one I was not about to stay up. I had no idea. Gary put up a fucking thing that said, uh, this is how you can find what time my fight airs. And it was a kind of funny bit, except I put on there as like, but really, what time does it air in California? Because I don't want to look it up. Like, I get what you're trying to do, but I'm not going to look it up. I wish you the best. Enjoy your fight, etc., etc. Wake up in the morning. Gary won! Oh, awesome. How? Third round, rear naked choke. And it was nice to see Gary get tested. He got popped a couple times. Uh, In that first round, he was definitely trying for that heel hook. And honestly, the weirdest part about Gary that we know in grappling context, which is he's willing to take those bad positions is that in MMA, he's still willing to take those bad positions. So it makes it equal parts terrifying and or amazing, given how much you actually like or dislike Gary. Well, I'm so. actually, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a break from roasting him and just like talk mm-hmm. about how badass that fight was, though. Really exciting fight. Like His opponent was super tough to keep in certain spots and obviously very flexible, a puncher. Gary proved he could take a hit. He really, but again, wasn't in any danger, which is the part that when you're fighting Gary Tone, it looks super frustrating. It is very hard to get him in a bad position. And once again, he proves one fighting. He is formidable against anyone. And you have to be, <laughs> this is the part where I actually, I don't want to say I disagree that his grappling shouldn't be a scotch higher because maybe it should. It's like, it doesn't seem, it seemed like he wanted to heel hook him. Seemed like yeah. that's what he wanted to do. He didn't seem like he wanted to arm bar him or triangle him or do any of those other things he's obviously very capable of doing. Seemed like he wanted to heel hook him. Didn't. Decided to choke him in the last few minutes. Just never seemed like he was in trouble, which is the part about no. Gary's MMA game that's very fun to watch. That's very fun to watch. Absolutely. And again, it's exciting. It is fun when you see Gary tool. doing some bicycle kicks and then alternating them on his back when he's doing up kicks, but essentially doing some light calisthenics. 
while most people would probably get punched in the face. He did not, and that was good. And I will say that part of the whole thing about him trying to finish that heel hook is I think he was more so looking at the dude like, uh, could you not punch me in the face? Because, like, I'm going to break your leg if you do. And they made it to the next round. And I feel like here's the nice part about Gary. We got to see him pressured a little bit more the last time we saw him taken to a second round, which uh, it was good. He got to get show off some striking. This one, it looked like Gary was like, all right, I already won one by striking. So I should probably win this one by submission and try not to take too much damage. But I guess you also have to ask yourself, when there's nothing in the head, can you really damage it? Especially with none of the hair. It's like it just mm-hmm. bounces right off. Yeah. It doesn't even count. Of course, though, Gary couldn't just win by rear naked choke. He would also have to get upstaged by one Henzo, uh, the master of his system, which, I mean, okay. Can I can I get into my whole Henzo bit right now? Please. All right. I didn't know you had one. I've said, I I've do. Said. I do. <laughs> and, great fight. Amazing to see Henzo win. Here's why I'm a little upset about this. Henzo, uh, also won by Rear Naked Choke, gets on afterwards a microphone and says, you know, you guys, you just go out there. You're only as, as old as you feel. Don't let anybody tell you that just because you're old, you can't do things. Sometimes life starts late. And I said, Henzo, no, come on, dude. You're just making it harder for the rest of us. I am all of 36, and when I get on the mats, I make sure that people understand exactly how difficult it is for me to be there. I'm not into this whole subtlety thing when it comes to that. I am literally looking at people going, everything hurts, I want to die, but I'm here. Henzo saying this is now trying to push back against this mentality of telling people exactly how much things suck, because they go, oh, well, Henzo did it. Look how... He's 51 and he's feeling young at heart. And it's like, I don't feel young at heart. I feel old. Everything hurts. And if you think I'm bad, go listen to Kevin. So shut up, everybody. So, yes, I'm very proud and happy for you, Henzo. But if you could just make it a little easier for the rest of us who have not been training as long as you have so that we can kind of look okay and, and still get away with complaining as we get older, because really that's what we need. That'd be great. I was about to be like, I don't even go, Ralph. So <laughs> I don't have to complain <laughs> or make everyone aware. I just send a note with my absence. It's like, oh, oh where's Kevin? Injured still? Great. That's day when four. When you come back, I'm like though, Noah's Ark of Injuries. I'm just going to say this right now. When you come back, Kevin, and then you're looking around and people go, Kev, it's okay. Remember one time Henzo let his arm break and he came back? You're going to be like, I'm dying on the inside. It's taking a lot for me just to be here. Stop it, you dick. So anyway, that's what I got for you. Anyway, big congratulations, Henzo. You're Ram, amazing. We have – well, I'm, I'm glad you saw the Henzo fight and oh. heard the whole thing. I You sent me the Gary fight, so I saw that one. I was I was at the lake not paying attention to grappling or MMA. For a As one days. does. Hanging out with the fam. And while I was with the fam, I missed Conor McGregor pleading guilty and Dana <laughs> White not caring. D- can you explain any of this to me? I, I mean, I don't... I So I, I when I ask Raph that, he knows I'm viewing this through a normal sporting lens. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're viewing this through a normal sporting lens, and I know I'm, again, throwing out casual, crazy examples that could never happen, but if you threw a parking dolly at a rival's bus <laughs> and caused physical harm that derailed the financial and physical ability of the card, you'd be looking at a suspension. And not an NFL suspension. I'm talking like hockey, baseball, basketball. Yeah. Everybody's suspending you. That When I say ref, can you explain this to me? Ref, can you explain this to me? I'm working on it. I have two theories. Number Go. one. Awesome. I'm glad you're trying. You were like, yeah. I know I'm going to have to have something. <laughs> this is not going to make sense. Here we go. I, I'm working it out as I go here, people, because I was not expected to explain Conor McGregor's whole bit. I thought that we had well established the fact that he cray, but we knew it was going to go forward. But here we are. Nothing bad is happening to him. And Dana White said that there's going to be no further sanctions on this guy because he's already been through enough. Has he? No. Dana, I guess, qualified it by saying he's lost a lot of fucking money. Yeah, probably, but not enough. I don't know. I don't. And, and then what is the financial figure that is enough? It's very difficult to tell. But here's where I think they cut the deal, Kev. Now I'm really, you know, you put it on me and I'm really thinking it through. I've got some theories. I got two ones. Here's the first one. I think in the courtroom, Conor McGregor agreed to stand for the national anthem of the United States. Okay. Topical. That seems like an easy way. First of all, he's Irish. But they wouldn't care. To your point, he'd be like, I'll stand for the fucking anthem. And they'll be like, what a patriot. Finally. A good, honest American, American immigrant. Go on. It's, you're, you're painfully probably right. That might I mean, be in there. We talk about all the thugs and the thieves and all the bad people, but at least I stand for the anthem. And people are like, yay, yay. yay. So uh, all the harboring uh, negativity toward uh, immigrants, uh, I guess really they just need a good lawyer and rehab program. And, uh, you know, they can turn some things around. Uh, number two, I think what they did is they put maybe some secret camera footage that they obtained of Tony Ferguson tripping on wires in the courtroom. And they said, Your Honor, I submit evidence A. And they look at it and they go, You mean to tell me that the guy who's supposed to be holding down that division tripped on some wires and tore his knee. Yeah. Yeah. Let Connor go back in. I can't, I can't deal with this. Give him Khabib. And I think that's exactly the way it went down. Kevin, if I'm guessing, I think those are the two most prevalent arguments. Cause everything else on saying, you know, he's been through enough. Shut up. No, he hasn't. <sighs> he hasn't been through anything. He hasn't been punished in any way. He wasn't fighting when all this happened. And I am very excited for the UFC to enter in the ESPN era. You keep commenting, and we'll get to their most recent card, which is, uh, I don't know, potentially next after we talk about the the Nick Newell loss. But, Raph, there's so many facets of the UFC trying to hang on to some narratives that do or don't work. Mm Mm-hmm. One of them is the narrative that they just don't give a fuck about order. And this yeah. is not going to help that. This is yeah. this is going to hurt that, and it's going to spur other bullshit. 
and I don't mean this in like a comedy. I, I don't hate on a good joke sort of way. Uh, I dislike it when shards of glass end up in Michael Jaseya's face. That's where I Sure, go. but he has a restraining order against him, so no big. Ooh, We're good. That's hot. Now yeah. things are getting kinky. <laughs> so a restraining order. <laughs> and I spoiled it, but um, Nick Newell lost. Is there any more to cover on the white? Doesn't give a shit about McGregor's stuff. Does give a shit about spending a lot of money on a 16-year-old's birthday party? I mean... Here's the sad part about that. Yeah, Dana White spent a million dollars on his son's birthday party. And, uh, I mean, if I'm really thinking things through tonight, I was watching Dana White's Who Wants to Be a Dana White Millionaire or whatever bullshit Mm -hmm. program. It looked like all five of those fighters who won were hoping for a fraction of that birthday morning. (laughs) So, I don't... Here's, again, Dana... I like that program. It is fun. I understand why he likes to do it, especially when you give Dana all the quote unquote power where they fight, they get five winners. And at the end, Dana goes on and says, we're going to give contracts to this fucking guy and this fucking guy. But those other two jokers, fuck those guys. What about the other one, Dana? I don't know. I didn't watch this fight. So have him come back or something. So when you put those things together and you say, okay, that's fun. Uh, no, there's not much more to say on that, but I think we should transition to the fights that took place over the weekend because they were pretty good. Damn it. And I'm so if the ratings this. are to be believed, you are maybe hearing about them for the first time, either from our Facebook page or from us right <laughs> now. People are like, uh, they just looked at their phone. Am I listening to the wrong week's episode? <laughs> you are not. You are not. There was a UFC fight night. I was complete. I was camping with my family. I was apparently checked out, but I was pissed off to learn that Dustin the Diamond Poirier fought Alvarez, Mister Eddie, whose nickname is Wait for it, the Underground King. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah. that's a terrible nickname. Anyway, Eddie Alvarez fought Dustin the Diamond Poirier. I thought this fight was on UFC 227. I thought for sure because I was watching the UFC um, Road to the Octagon or whatever it is, the countdown. Yes. Love that show. Love seeing their workouts, seeing the intricacies, watch the Dillashaw, watch the Garbrandt, watch the fighters, watch Alvarez versus Poirier. Mm-hmm. Didn't see anyone else. Super confused by this information. Yep. Um... This is all very real. Kevin off air was you weren't yelling at me, but you were asking me in the same way that you were about Conor McGregor. I'm yelling at the situation, Raph. I understand. I'm angry at the situation. It just the situation just happens to be named Raph for the period of however long <laughs> we're talking about it. So I have to do some weird fucking work out of this uh, sort of situation and lawyer myself into and out of these things. Damn it. But let's I talk wish about you marketed what the nickname the situation maybe before <laughs> it became available, Jersey Shorewise. Because I think you would do a much better justice of that, Nick. I, I really wish I could have. Uh, but the thing that makes me the most sad is the fact that uh, Mike, the situation from Jersey Shore, became somebody who reluctantly had a catchphrase where he just started getting really sad that he had to keep saying it. And do it as a pun as many times as possible where he goes, looks like we got a real situation on here. Situationally. I hate my life. Situational awareness. It's about being corporate. It's about being aware. I hate my life. (laughs) 
let's talk about this. I'm going to send you a couple clips as I walk people through some important information, Kev. Um, the first one I'm going to show you is one that um, – I mean, there were some really good knockouts, and there were some really good technical knockouts. So the very first thing I'm going to send you here, and I'm going to walk the audience through what I remember from it. But um, a fighter that we have uh, lovingly dubbed Cute Labia was fighting. And the Hulk (laughs) looked vicious. When he hit this elbow, Kev, and not just once but twice – Mark Goodard was like, I'm so sorry, dude, as he's waving it off to the his opponent. He's just like, I can't believe I let that happen. I and really should say this. Cute labia back against the cage. No, his opponent's again. Oh, he elbows him. Oh, he elbows him. You call me cute labia. It's over. It's over. Cute labia wins. Don't call me that. Right. Um, on the other side. A great fight. Uh, props to him. It looked terrifying. And there were a few of these through this night. So if we're Awesome. Right deficient. now, for people that don't get the picture, Raf is sending me the links to these fights he knows I haven't seen or yes. studied. And I just got to see Cute Labia. Now it's Aldo. Oh! <laughs> right in the sternum! Yeah. I hate those the most of all. The liver punches? Yeah, I mean anything to the body always like really gives me the heber jeebers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think, ow, Jeremy, the little heathen, Steve is a tough guy, a very tough guy. And here's what makes it all the more impressive, Kev, is the fact that he takes the liver shot. We had some smartass go early stoppage. Um, no, and I, I understand if you're trolling. Still, no, because the moment that liver shot looked. Like it hit full impact. Early stoppage. I thought yeah. this was late. Honestly, I'm watching him squirm around and get beat the shit out of. Well, he did that thing where you know how if you're trying to fight intelligently and you're making the okay. argument, you're still in the fight. He was just trying to do that instead of using his hands, um, which were busy holding his stomach. He was trying to use his face <laughs> as to nudge those punches off of him, as to say, "Look, I'm intelligently defending myself with my head." Under that description, what happens makes perfect sense. Yes. Um, there's another moment, Kev, and I'm saying that there were a few of these. So UFC Calgary was pretty fucking going for itself. And kudos to them because here's another one. I also want to give props to uh, Cute Labia because he walked out to Bret Hart's uh, theme music. And uh, when that happened, Kev, he also... Uh, later said that he was better than Bret Hart. So he won me over for a split second, and then he lost me. Uh, but Bret got a huge ovation there because he was visiting. And as we all know, Bret Hart, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Oh my so God. what do you see in this other one here, Powell Kev? killing some guy named Herrera? Yes, and how did he kill him? With fists. Oh, hold on. He kicked him. Did he kick him in the junk? Hold on. Uh, no. Is it leg kick? Leg so, kick? Hold on. Let me just see. Where's the kick? Where's... Oh, it's in the rib cage. Ouch, Tal. So midsection was the place Ow. to go on this one. I see one. what you're saying. This was a tough round to be someone with skinny ribs. Could you imagine you see that maybe you're in the back kind of keeping a look as to how things are going, and then you look back and you go, well, I'm not letting that happen to me. I'm going to be just fine. And then uh, maybe two seconds later, you get also punched in the fucking stomach as well. Uh, here's just 
one more highlight before I get to talking about the main event, because uh, the main event had a little bit of something to discuss. But, uh, Kevin, go ahead and set the scene on who is fighting in this one. Oh, are we in clip four? I'm very excited. Yes, we are in clip four. I okay. just sent that over your way. Great news. This is Ortiz versus Nicolau. And Ortiz kicks him right in the ouch, right in the face. <laughs> this one was quick. Good good refereeing. The referee did that number where he paramedicked him like it's a World War Two, like it's Hacksaw Ridge. He's like, gotta get over this guy before he dies. Ouch. I, I swear to God, getting kicked in the side of the head like that, you're always like, everyone wants to be an MMA fighter. Ooh. I mean, this is something that we'll eventually have to ask Milton about, because Milton is quite good at the kicking things. Um, but those are some of the nice highlights. We haven't even gotten to talking about Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier. Now, this is an exciting fight because the first one was marred in some controversy. So when they bring them back together, you're hoping the fight gods will give you the fight that you want. And they kind of did now when i say kind of kev i really need you to understand that the biggest opponent eddie alvarez had in that cage were the rules what do you mean well at one point he was committing several kind of questionable illegal things at one point he definitely threw a wet willy into his opponent's ear so that's not an exaggeration that really happened but more than that Eddie Alvarez uh, did some questionable 10 to 6 downward elbows that were while he was pressing up Poirier against the cage. So in situations where he might not have even been necessarily losing entirely, he made himself get the worst use of any of those positions to the point where he had to be uh, scolded and then they had to kind of reset. And then once that happens, Dustin Poirier was already pretty well into the fight, but then just pieced him apart. Kev. Um, hold on. I'm mm. just uh, getting to your clip here. Cause I get into the devil through an ad. Yeah. Ooh, well, bloody. that's not my fault. It is a little bloody on this one. And a lot of you exchanges, know, the- but that's Dustin's fights. Like yeah. Poirier normally, and Ooh. Dustin looked amazing in this one. Uh, the main joke that they said was this was one of those fights where Conor McGregor had taken out everybody in the main and co-main event. And the joke of that meme is even though he never fought uh, one, um, uh, what was it, Jeremy Stevens, he knocked him out in a press conference via who the fuck is that guy. So Kev – a good night of fights. And I do yeah. feel a little bit bad for Eddie Alvarez. Apparently, I think now he's a free agent. Um, he, I mean, when you have him against Justin Gagey, th- th- that can be an amazing fight. So I don't really have any issue on that. Uh, but again, somebody like Dustin Poirier, who looked really, really good uh, there, there's not much he can do. And uh, they were able to squash some of the bad blood. And uh, an even nicer moment, Conor McGregor then shouted out, Uh, won Jose Aldo and said he was very happy that he won and that uh, he knew that it was a very emotional win for him because of all the things he's went through. And uh, I think it might be part of the rehabilitated Conor McGregor uh, trying to be like, I never threw anything. Who? Who did that? Me? No. The new Conor McGregor, he's all about like, I love that guy. He's great. We had so much honor. I didn't throw that thing. Okay. Bye. See you guys in November. (laughs) Bye. So, them's were the fights, Kev. And I, I guess 
again, we're not going to put anything out there. We have just discovered they lost one fight for this weekend's card. I would say a handful of the fights that we saw from the past week because easily slotted in to this week. So let us hope the fight gods are kind to us this week, Kevin. I was just thinking that. I was like, would you rather not have two of these fights on this card? Would you yeah. really rather not in LA? I don't. I mean, listen, I'm pissed at. You wouldn't rather have Dustin the Diamond Poirier versus Alvarez in a oh my in two week in a week? Excuse me. Yes, I'm so sorry. There's also a couple other things I should mention here, though, Kev. Joanna uh, Zerzhezik defeated Tisha Torres. Pretty dominant. Um, but here's the weird part where it gets a little delusional and why it's so hilarious that we keep seeing Joanna continue to play this heel-like character. Even as in the octagon, she says things like, you know, guys, I just want to say we play this up, but it's fight business and respect and etc. And all of those other things. And then proceeds to go backstage. And I kid you not, Kev. When asked about a potential third fight. Where she has already lost twice. To one Rose. Nama Yunus. She said. She may be champ. But I am forever strawweight queen. Rose saying that she will give me the third fight after. I will say that she is the best. No way. Maybe you beat me. And maybe you're the champion. And you won. But your legacy is not that big. You should bow down because I am the queen. I give her respect. Kevin made me think. If we were on this podcast, really shouting out what it was that we did well. Let's say you submitted me like 15 times. And I come back on this show and I go, Kev may have submitted me 15 times. And he might have pulled off every single submission there is to pull off before that. But I am still king of podcast. <laughs> he must bow down and beg me for a rematch. Ref, I've made it pretty clear I've beaten you a hundred times. Oh, what are you talking about, Ref? Um, no, I'm still... I give him respect, though. And, Ref, you do memes well. Yeah. And I will now be bowed down to as meme king. Because I also used to do... <laughs> I used to do five memes. I've done a few memes, so the <laughs> meme prince feels very fair. That's fair. I, uh, I, <laughs> I do want to smack a few of these topics. Over Go for me. it. You, you were cri- criticizing Alvarez's coaches because of the loud throw illegal elbows comment, maybe? Yeah, that might be part of it. It's not my favorite strategy to... Uh, lie cheat and steal without at least some sort of intelligence to it but i think somebody in the comment section said you'd think they'd have a code for that sort of shit instead of saying hey how about hitting them with some illegal elbows and i i laughed pretty profusely and i like the fact that mark afterwards took uh, a little bit of the credit for that one goes yeah guys that was my bad really sorry about that I really didn't mean you guys for do you, I didn't want you to hear it, but you did. And there's a small, like small part of me. That's a little, eh, maybe if the cameras weren't rolling, but who knows what Albert, like they know they're on them. It's like, grab the knife, fucking stab it. Like we talked about. <laughs> I do wonder Raph, 
mm. massively low ratings. That's what I saw. Uh, it's the worst ratings on a UFC on Fox, yeah. I think, ever. Uh, or since the last one, really. So it makes you wonder how the handoff is going to go to ESPN because ESPN paid a pretty penny for it. Uh, maybe not as much as the UFC would have truly liked. But now we're talking about making these idiots go to digital. And the hardest part about making people go to digital is these are free fights. And there are still people who go, where can I stream that? And you go, why can't you just watch it? Why don't you download the app or use some sort of device? Now, if you could just Facebook live it, I know it's live on TV. It's just easier. That'd be great. Thanks, dude. So I understand the bid to try and make it work. But literally all you have to do right now is just turn on your TV. And even that seems to be a bit of, you got to change the channel. You got to find Fox. (sighs) You got to hope that NBC isn't airing a rerun of Hollywood Game Night. I mean, I'm just, I got a lot of stuff to do. You you know that they are. are. Uh, Rath, topics to continue throwing at you because yeah. I think you so far <laughs> we're kind of hitting hot fire, but I just don't yes. want to stop. DC declared he might be potentially the greatest fighter. I enjoy his takes on himself. Mm-hmm. He's crushing that. And last but not least, sad news for the grappling community. This is tough. GSP did not win fighter of the year. From the no. That was a very sad moment for GSP. We're we're gonna get him on next week. He wasn't for the first time. He just didn't want. <laughs> he to come wasn't available this week. Then I look. I get it. <laughs> That's a tough thing to to cope with. Sure. It hurts. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> you know what's so sad is that GSP is like the guest that his agents are going. You sure? Because <laughs> he's free right now, and we're like, nah, we're good this week. And GSPS people are going like, but are you sure? It, it, it there was an event in Canada. My wife asked this as soon as she got home. She goes, "Where's GSP?" And I go, "Oh, he's too good for this. He will not be there." He said, "Could be some asshole in the crowd." Isn't that going to be? <laughs> uh. The last no 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 we're good it's UFC I'm not even gonna step on it I was about to be like the last thing is our guest but how dare I after he was so incredulous about his introduction ref I know dude it was real okay so we've obviously recorded that part um, but our guest he's interesting in the sense that when you hear him in the next minute or so. Really, like, come in as aggressive as possible. Just be nice to him, guys, because he's trying. I couldn't agree more. Plus, he's the champ, so you have to. He's like a you know, he's a questionable champ. He's like a paper champ. If we're we're being honest, Uh, Kev, how many times does he defend that title? I don't know. None. Just saying. Can't wait. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, one more. All right, Kev. 
I have to get creative on some of these. This is what the fifty plus ish time that we've done this segment on the show, right? It's been a few. We've done a few of them. There's been, I mean, there's a lot of UFC cards. Right, right. And so each time I have to up the ante and I always have to find a different way. What if I were to tell you, Kevin, that for this particular UFC, 227, I found someone who seemed to exude the same confidence that a young Kevin Phillips exuded when he talked to me about picking fights many moons ago before this was even a podcast some might say where our friendship started oh no that makes mm-hmm. me okay few things make me nervous like irrational confidence that's mm-hmm. why i was such an isaiah thomas fan the new tiny mm-hmm. version i'm mildly nervous but go on anyway so when you hear somebody who's uh, that enthusiastic about fights and himself is a fighter oh. and a jiu-jitsu purple belt as well i just think to myself why not bring him on the air so that he can challenge uh, a major card here in los angeles i mean i think it's time we go and bring on our guest ladies and gentlemen please sell hello to our good friends milton arguello milton how are you doing sir I'm doing well, Raph, but you uh, gave me a terrible plug on the show. Just a jiu-jitsu purple belt, man. I'm the WWE BJJ champ. <laughs> Don't you forget that. Wow, okay. You know, it's funny. Don't I, you forget I knew... that when Here I took go. the belt from you, one-sided, easy. It was a blast. Come on, man. Show me some respect. <laughs> I want to go ahead and make sure that whenever we bring our guests on and I say, be sure to talk a lot of shit. I mean to Kevin. You coming to talk shit to me is an invalid choice. I'm the moderator, and I have so much power in this. I, I understand that, but that was a disrespectful plug, Ralph. Come on. It was disrespectful because you don't deserve respect. You oh, won wow, the yeah. I'm, shady I'm ways. I'm already man. a big fan. Uh, I, <laughs> Milton, I'm on your team. He's a champ, um, Ralph. Hey, Hold on. Right, respect. <laughs> okay. Okay, we get to play that game. That's fine. Uh, coming off a straight losing streak in his MMA career, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Diamond Argola. So, well, uh, thank you for that, Raph. You're welcome, sir. I think the nicer version of me is always the one you want to talk to. Hey, let's do this. Okay. So, Milton, tell us a little bit about you. I mean, obviously, people may be familiar with your run as a WWE BJJ champion, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, tell us a little <laughs> bit about you. You know, you're obviously somebody who's fighting in MMA. You train over at 10th Planet Van Nuys. For people who don't know you, what do they need to know about you, sir? Um, basically, I'm just uh, your average Joe Schmo. I go to school full-time, I work full-time, and I train full-time. I've been doing jiu-jitsu for about eight years. I'm a purple belt under Alder Hample, and then I just took up the gi again, and I'm doing privates with you, little mini privates with you and uh, Mike Frasso, so you're helping me out a bunch in the gi now. Um, and then aside from that, I'm just going to school full-time and just trying to live my dream, playing video games, you know, normal young man-ish things. <laughs> really, really nailed the dismount on that one. Here's what I really want to say about this that makes me laugh the most. So, Kev, uh, Milton is already like not like a giant person. So, when he has to cut, he can do his weight pretty well. And I ask the kid, I say, Hey, Milton, when you're cutting weight, that's got to be hard. What is it that you most regret cutting? Now, Milton loves IPAs, he loves beers. <laughs> and Milton says to me, He goes, Beer. And I go, Oh, that makes total sense. And then he goes, And also the gummy bears. I really miss the gummy bears. And it makes me think, the children are stupid, Kevin. Yeah. 
Yeah, they are. And I mean, first of all, IPAs and gummy bears. Uh, that's every person from the 60s nightmare. Like that's what they talk about the next generation. It's like, it's all gummy bears and IPAs and trips to Cancun. And I'm actually, it's nice to hear his age range given mm. through this category. Because on Sure Dog, it has his born N.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 23, 23. I was born on Christmas Eve, so okay. still fairly young, I'd like to hope. Yeah, I have the same Christmas numbers Eve. in my age, so it's basically it's similar. Age N.A. Okay, I'm going to start doing that more often. Born N.A. Video gamer, and what are you going to school for? I'm going to school for kinesiology. I'm doing sports studies aspect of it and like really taking up the sports psychology route. All right, fine. <laughs> and, uh, top video game top video game right now, uh, I play everything right now I'm playing Rainbow Six Siege um, competitively and then I'm doing um, on the PS4 what else am I playing yeah on PS4 Rainbow Six Siege on PS4 and then uh, what's the other big one? Oh, I'm playing Shadow of the Colossus and The Witcher as well alright so I mean like from shooters to uh, RPG games and I mean all over the place whatever entertains me after a couple drinks <laughs> <laughs> which honestly yeah. kevin can really be just about anything so it would appear uh, yeah there's a lot of varied interests here i have to say so okay let me give some background to where this is all coming from because there's a part of the story that also involves video games but the the bulk of it was kev uh i got to see the last time i was watching fights the last pay-per-view milton actually get heckled by some of the video gamers because to him, he was the straight arrow, and them roasting him in a way that you would if, like, you're with the fighters and, let's say, like, you're me. And they're like, well, Raph's not a fighter, so let's roast him about that. And I go, oh, that's fine. But they were doing that version to him as a video gamer. And I was like, this is interesting to see. Because I don't see him get roasted very often. At least not to this extent. But Kev, when I say that Milton was competitive... There was a long story, and longtime fans of the show know this. I met Kevin basically through speech and debate. Kevin was over on the side looking up NCAA scores, and he was highly competitive about how good he was at picking things, which is very similar to the way that Milton was when Milton was saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm basically getting all these right. And he kept asking, like you would for a price check, but for how many accurate picks he got throughout the night. And I said, I haven't seen this in years. <laughs> Yo, I went, like, 9 for 10 also. You did not go nine for ten. You went very well, it was like eight for ten or something. I got like I got like none wrong. I'm pretty sure you get seven for ten, and that also includes the fact. Oh, that it's not oh, female crack fight. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm great with numbers, and I couldn't help but notice that. <laughs> and the worst part, Kev, he got the Daniel Cormier uh, very wrong. So oh, I did. I, I, I I'm not afraid to admit that, but man, that was a what a terrible pick right there. Holy crap. <laughs> but Kev, here's the more important part. As I told Milton this is how it was happening, I said, you should come on our show, play this segment with Kevin. However, he kept mentioning he's got this gambling friend. And he kept saying, like, oh, I've got this inside track. And I go, you are not allowed to use that lifeline for this, sir. So now we really get to find out, Kevin, how good Milton is at this game just on his own. Do you have questions for him before we go forward? Uh, yeah. What's the most embarrassing job you've had in recent history? Most embarrassing job in recent history. Uh, oh, my God. I worked the freaking IBJJF World Tournament and kept score for 12 hours a day for 
four days. That was the most miserable and worst experience of my entire life. I can't believe I'm still doing jujitsu after that, actually. Okay, we'll count that. What is the proudest job you've had outside of the cage? Outside of the cage, the proudest job is uh, being a coach. So, like, um, if I'm not, like, teaching or playing video games, I mean, not teaching, but if I'm not training or if I'm not playing video games, I'm usually teaching, and I just had my... uh, my student actually have his first fight uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, I really enjoy teaching right now. So I think that's like my most proud, like outside the cage, my most proud experience. Teaching jujitsu, MMA, all of the above. What, what do you Yeah, mean? exactly. Okay. Uh, I'm all set, Raph. Uh, I think okay. I've got a pretty good idea of who's on the line. You want to know. Milton, do you have any cross-reference questions that you'd like to ask to Kevin for any intel? Uh, yeah, sure. Kevin, uh, how long have you been training? Just a little over eight years, gi and no gi. Oh, nice. Gi and no gi, do you have any other, like, uh, martial art experience? Uh, I bowed out of Muay Thai a while back, because did you know they hit you in the head during that? Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> during Muay Thai, like, even when you're just, like, casually training, you kind of get hit a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Started in Combatives 1, which is, like, just a mix of some wrestling and some other stuff. That's that's about it, though. Mm-hmm. Nothing to be scared and of then, outside uh, of jujitsu. What about, let's say, uh, how many times has Raph tapped you? Uh, zero. Uh, you're zero getting into a, you're getting into a weird part of this show. So Milton <laughs> is keenly aware of how difficult I can be to submit. Very. Uh, <laughs> but what he doesn't know is Kevin and I have a lifelong feud where I've never gotten him and he's never gotten me. And to be fair, I've also been super injured for about the last seven yeah. months. So Raph hasn't had the frequency of opportunity. That we and want. Hilton, get this. He's so mad that I'm training wrestling with yep. Elliot. Super pissed. He now is using yoga <laughs> to try and offset that. And he's not just saying, like, I'm going to yoga. He's saying it aggressively toward me to say, like, I'm going to yoga. You know who did that to me? And I was like, who? And he's like, you did with all your fucking wrestling, Raph. And I was like, I'm just trying to get better. <laughs> you think I want to go to a 90-degree room and stretch for a goddamn hour and talk about intention and feeling centered? I do not. I don't care. I don't feel centered. I'm a drinker. Well, I hope that uh, injury heals up soon, brother. Thank you. Can't wait to come out and yeah. fight you exclusively in the gi. <laughs> well, hold on. I'd like to put a caveat on that. He did say he was working with in the, the gi, and um, I, I will claim that uh, upon future evidence. Uh, we will not put that out there right now. I will say this, though. I heard you were cleaning up the other day in the gi, and I thought to myself, that's pretty nice. That's, that's good. Good on you, sir. I was trying, man. I was trying. Those tips, those grips that you uh, showed me actually really helped. Surprisingly, you showed me some good information. Surprisingly, but please. I'm, but I'm very uh, <laughs> thankful for that. Yeah, I uh, know you did pretty well on Friday, so just trying to keep consistent with it. And Kevin, I have to say, while I was in Vegas, these idiots mutinied and came together. And as Gabe told me, who is uh, a strength and conditioning coach as well as all around good guy over at Van Nuys, he told me that they basically band together all five of them. And he's like, "Ref, yeah, we band together so that we could show you our one grip collectively." And I said, that's nice. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, but yeah, you could tell they were like, Raph's out of here. Let's practice and get better at the gi while he's away. You know, these 10 planet rolls, Kevin. I, I've met them. That's also, and frankly, no, I'll say that for the talking shit portion, Raph. You just let me know. That's a good point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and make that transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. Now it's time for a thrilling installment of. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under. Kevin, I'm your host, Raph. I take over this portion of the show because let's just face it, it's better this way. You wouldn't want Kevin <laughs> hosting Over Under Kevin. I think he would be a little too into his own interests. All right, here's the way the game works. We go out of order on the entire card. Yes, that's right, the entire card. Uh, so we basically give each participant here 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win, and more than anything, we value shit-talking between the two participants. At the very end, whoever has the most picks right technically wins, but not in our hearts unless they've made you laugh. Ladies and gentlemen, those are the rules. Kev, do you understand the rules? Uh, yeah. And can I just say, I want him to be warned. I'm from Kansas, where a 135-pounder like himself puts the gi on. The wind <gasps> takes him six states away. I'm not scared of this. This is going to be fine. What kind of intro was that to the show, though? What the hell did I listen to going on to this? Oh, my it's God. All right, I'm ready. Let's intro. do this. Oh, Jesus. He's already drunk. I thought you are supposed to be in between rounds, sir. <laughs> anyway, here's what we're going to say. I rolled drunk. Uh, no problem. Let's do it. I, <laughs> the nice part about this is I want to make sure that it's very well known. If I so deem it, I'll give the guys 15 seconds for rebuttal time. But as our guest seems to forget here, his opponent is Kevin, not the moderator. Because the moderator will give you zero seconds for rebuttal. I'm just going to hold up. on, Raph. I'm going to light mm. my uh, gravity bong, so I'm more yeah. on a 23 year old's level. You, you go ahead. I'm, I'm almost. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. I like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll start with our first fight. It is a featherweight bout between Cub Swanson and Hanacho Muchiano? Yeah, let's say that. All right, 15 seconds. Yeah, I, I'm going with the Cub. Because I'm also hoping Bruce accidentally remembers he's into the kinky sex stuff and is like, coming in at Otter Bear set Cub status, Cub Swanson. I'm sticking with tradition. All right, Milton, I've got 15 on the clock for you. Go. I'm going with uh, Hinata Moicano. Uh, Moicano, I think, is going to use his boxing and uh, box Cub Swanson at a distance and then submit him or TKO him. That's my pick. Okay, Kev, do you notice something right off the gate of what Milton's trying to do here? Yes, I do. And I, I get it. He was His first professional fight, Raph, was at a show called Locked and Loaded, which mm -hmm. sounds like a pornographic <laughs> film, and I'm sure yep. it was. Yeah. And just like that, he's going to lose via decision to me. And I can mm -hmm. tell because he's using analysis. I hear that. Milton, do you have a response to any of that? I'm just going to... I'm going to sit back and let this play out. Keep going. Next pick. Oh, Jesus. I like that he's playing the version of himself that would be in WWE if he was actually interesting. Let's Locked go to our next Locked and loaded, Raph. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a moderator, Raph. What is this? Now you're getting up on me. <laughs> the moderator <laughs> does what the moderator, moderator wants. Don't you tell the moderator how to do his job. You're the guy who's just trying to get by, being a fighter, getting off on trying to make strong analysis. I get it, dude, but you're supposed to... All right, next, next pick. Let's go. Let's go, Raph. You moron. I'm actually going there, so fucking chill. It's a women's strawweight bout between Pollyanna Viana, which is a fucking stupid real name, and uh, J.J. Abrams. Go. Uh, I have no idea who the fuck these people are. Um... I'm going to go with J.J. Aldridge because uh, it reminds me of J.J. Abrams. So, fuck it. Let's go with that. All right. We got J.J. for Milton. Kev, what do you got for us? 
I, I'm going with Pollyanna Viana, and it, again, <laughs> does have to do with the political statement. Pollyanna, to me, sounds like a name we need to promote. Dama de Ferro, Brazil, sounds a lot like the word polyamory. I'm just saying this is a Brazilian lesson we should all celebrate. Fair enough. Milton, do you remember the last time one of your biggest weaknesses was the fact that you didn't go all the way through on the card and you didn't pick the very first fight? Do you feel that the com- like actually come back to hurt you in this game? Yeah, I think so now that I'm looking at this fight card. No, this is actually the only card that that's the only bout I don't have a pick on. So hopefully it doesn't bite me in the ass. Okay. Kev, do you feel that Milton would benefit from having a friend who could help him actually to shit talk as well? Maybe, yeah, I think I need you, brother. I don't know about a friend, but like maybe a mentor or somebody who mm-hmm. writes some stuff for him. <laughs> yeah, because you know, maybe maybe you could get on Twitch and watch someone talk shit. <laughs> uh, hold on, talk about real low key. Milton is the kid who actually is really loud on his headphone set, and he has told us as much. And he's told us the shit he's talked to like five to seven year olds. Uh, I just want to make sure it's very clear, Kev. We're going to go to you on this fight. It's a middleweight bout between Thiago Santos and Kevin Holland. You already know who I'm choosing. There's Look, I didn't want to get into the International Society of Kevins. Okay. It's not my business. Okay. Uh, I have not been elected the person that's supposed to talk about it. I think I've already said too much, but it's Kevin Holland. Okay. I like that. Uh, Milton, who do you have on this one? I'm going with Santos. Uh, I think Santos is going to knock this dude the fuck out. Uh, Kevins are just fucking terrible name so i apologize oh okay kevin uh apology not accepted because two fights later he was at a fight thing called raf no joke fall Mm. brawl which is the brunchiest gay porn name thing i've ever heard (laughs) uh milton do you have any response to being the star of a gay <laughs> Yo, you gotta make it somehow in this community, man. I mean, if I'm the first uh, big gay MMA fighter, then fuck it, right? I mean, that's a big, it's a big push. That's a big community that hasn't been touched yet. Uh, Amanda, there's Nunez so much to work on there. Yeah, there's there's so much phrasing there. That <laughs> I just like that. I like that Milton's initial response was, "You gotta pay the bills." You know what I mean? Like, load it up. I was fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that he's going to go ahead and touch and service that community. But let's go to our next bout. Milton, let's hopefully see you recover here. It's a bantamweight bout between Ricardo Alonso Lamas versus Kyung Ho Kang. Uh, I'm going to go with the Asian dude, Kyung Ho Kang. Uh, I have no idea who he is, but um, I like his name, so we're going to go with that. Better than a Kevin. Fair. I mean, I understand that much, but you said that you didn't know just one of them and that we had already done that. Are we finding some cracks in the armor, Kevin? First of all, Kyung Ho is the South Korean version of Kevin Ho. So go F yourself. (laughs) But I am going to go with Ricardo Ramos on this one, (laughs) just in case. Fair enough. Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's a women's strawweight bout between Danielle Taylor. And Zhang Welly. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Welly Zhang, I think. No. Doesn't. That part, I'm less. You know what? I'm going with it. I'm not even remotely. 
Let's go with the Zang. Her nickname's Magnum. That rocks. Mm. Give right. me the Zang. <laughs> All right, Milton, what do you got for us? I got Dynamite Taylor winning that bout. I don't know who the hell Zang Welly is, but I'm a, that's a biased pick right there, though, because we've trained together. So You and Dynamite? Yeah, back at uh, the old spot, at the old Van Nuys. Yes, uh, Daniel Taylor is actually quite a frequent uh, individual out this way, Kev. Um, super nice. Well, I beast. feel like an yeah. idiot then. I was Thanks, wondering, guys. though, that was, was going to shut up, Kev. Don't be jealous. If you want to be somewhere cool, move somewhere cool. I'm with cool. the Zang. All. I don't need this. <clears throat> I'm just saying, she is by proxy a friend of the podcast, and you're going against her. It's fine. <laughs> it's not a big deal. You do what you need to do. Um, but I'll tell you this much. We're going to go to our flyweight bout. And I'm actually putting 30 seconds because I want to hear both of you get deep into who you think is going to win this thrilling rematch between Demetrius Johnson and Henry Sejudo. Milton, you start us off. Uh, it's going to be a snooze fest, just like uh, Kevin's jiu-jitsu game. Um, <laughs> Henry Sejudo hasn't really evolved too much. I mean, he, I guess he got a little better at his stand-up, but I think it's going to be a one-sided Demetrius Johnson classic snooze fest, a.k.a. Kevin's jiu-jitsu game. That's my pick. Wow, wow. Who gave you those tapes, first of all, of Kevin's jiu-jitsu game? And second of all... Uh, Kevin, what's your response? Uh, well, he's not wildly off. I do think this fight might go a lot like my jiu-jitsu game, given that both men are the size of my thighs. So naturally, it will look similar to me pulling guard. <laughs> Demetrius Johnson is on a tear that seems almost genetically modified based off of his head size. Does, I'm going with Demetrius Johnson. I'm sticking okay, with Demetrius Johnson. You know, Kev, is it weird when you fight at 135 that you talk shit about 135? <laughs> well, we'd have to ask. Hold on, let me see if I can get my left thigh up here to answer that question, <laughs> or we can, or we can ask Milton. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. Who you wanted to give? Well, some actually, this fight's at 125, so I actually fight 10 pounds heavier than that. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, okay, whatever you say, kid. I just like the idea that anything below 155 does not count as a weight class to me and Kevin. So It's just think a about body part. <laughs> Whenever somebody tells me, they're just like, I'm 125, and I go, that's not a real human weight. Nope. <laughs> I have not been that weight in 40 years, so no, thank you, though. Uh, I'm glad that's a match that we're seeing, because guess what, guys? Uh, it's not like we haven't seen it before. And I feel that Demetrius Johnson is, I think he's going to do his thing. If Henry Cejudo ends up surprising us, that would be amazing. But that, let's go to our next bout. It would be amazing. It would also shake things up, but it would also ruin the potential that of another bout that we can get to talking a little bit later. Kev, you're on this one. Featherweight bout between Matt Shales and Shimon Moraes. Go. <laughs> as soon as I saw the name shaman i thought it was gonna, i thought it was gonna be shamir Moore, and i immediately was upset when it wasn't but i'm gonna stick with it anyway because i don't agree with snake tattoos over the heart there's a problem mm. there especially if there's a religious aspect look shaman more race is my ace plus raf mm. abs rule abs rule has been invoked. Abs, good abs, abs rule has okay. been invoked. that's good all right milton what do you got for us I got Shaman Moraes as well. Uh, Kevin has some pretty decent picks. I'm very surprised. But yeah, I'm going with Shaman Moraes. 
Why are you so surprised? That felt such a backhanded compliment, though. Like, that was one of those, like, you're way better looking than I thought you'd be. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, what did you think I'd be? What, what do you, what, that's not a measurement. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, uh, I'm actually a little, hold on, give me one sec. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, Kev, it's kind of like when you see him and you say, oh, you're pretty good in the geek. For a tenth planet guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's very that similar. would be that's a good one. I gotta start using that. Hold on, I didn't have that one prior, but I do want to start. You, you've got a real tenth planet in the gee sort of game. It's like what? What do I have? <laughs> Milton, are you back, or did you need some more time to go I'm, find? I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm good. Good. Back. Right. We had some technical difficulties. Sorry. Fair enough. Well, here's what I got for you right now. Uh, I've apparently been sent a video, so I'm excited for that. Um, but it is a bantamweight bout between Pedro Munoz and Brett Johns. Milton, you start us off on this 15 seconds. I was really torn about this because I was like, I was a huge Brett Johns fan, but I'm going to have to go with Pedro Munoz. He's on an absolute tear. Um, he just lost that split decision a couple fights ago. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm locking with Pedro Munoz. Pedro. Okay, okay, fair enough. Kev, what do you got for us on this one? Well, first, you could easily convince me Brett Johns is actually Craig Jones. They're the same person. He's just fighting on yeah. rails. <laughs> I'm sticking with him on this. I kind of like the Young Punisher as a nickname, but this is again back to my porn tastes in general. So I'm going to go with the okay. Young Punisher. Young Punisher? Okay. We're, we're I mean, on a three-for-three okay. three tear. We had actually a 100% split rate. We're now doing uh, a little bit more on – well, not par, but we're doing good. <laughs> so you may have remembered I got a video uh, that I said just as we started those picks. It appears now that Milton is hanging upside down in the apparatus that they have over at 10th Planet that allows you to stretch out your back. Milton, are you feeling a little bit of tenseness in this competition? No, I was just I was just relaxing. I've I've done the whole interview like that. So, I mean, no biggie. I just got stuck for a second. What do you? Think and that's why stuck. I had to pause because uh, I think that I thought the thing was about to tip over, but we're okay now. <laughs> <laughs> See, kids, this is why I always win year after year the journalist integrity award for jujitsu because I ask the follow up questions that get to the bottom. Of the real truth. Kev, before we go on, I think it's important that Milton knows we do a wager on this show. Now, Milton, you need to know. It's not for money because he does that. Or at least he tries to. Uh, Because we all do jiu-jitsu and that doesn't make any money. Kev, what are some wagers that you have won and lost in the past based off of this game? Hype videos in either direction. Some even with a wrestling flair. Some social media shout-outs. Five-star reviews on the show's um, some general just uh, shenanigans via photo or tribute otherwise. So, Milton. Uh, oh, a nasty as fuck shirt from Nate Harris. That was nice. That was a good one. That was a good Milton, one. just to let you know, uh, at the end we usually say a wager for these things. Now, without saying what it is, if you do have one, do you have a wager in mind? Not at the moment, but I'll think of something right now. Perfect. You've got four fights to figure that out. And speaking of which, let's go to our next fight. Kevin, you lead us off on this one. It's a bantamweight fight between Meredith Marlon Vieira and Will Buren. <laughs> Marilyn, Mar- there's no way. That's, it's, her, it's her cousin. 
It's, yeah, I, this is easy for me. In a match in a matchup of Ecuador versus China, which feels very World Cup, I'm sticking with my China ride here. I'm going with Wuldigi Buren, the Beast Master. Abs rule invoked. Ralph. Abs rule indeed. Uh, Milton, what do you have for us here? I'm going with uh, Ecuador with Mr. Tito Vera over here. Another uh, biased pick for obvious reasons. Okay, I'm going to point out something here, uh, Milton. What are the obvious reasons? Because, like, that's not how good radio works. So, for obvious <laughs> reasons, and everyone's like, what yeah, are the reasons? Why I don't work radio. <laughs> well, I got bad news for you. You're on our fucking radio, so fucking just say <laughs> suck it up for reasons are kids. four to six more uh, minutes. Red Planet, baby. I'm going with Cheeto Vera, Orange. Shout out, Red Planet Orange. Is that where he's from? Somewhere over, over there. <laughs> Yeah, good enough. Your your confidence inspires much more confidence everybody else's way. Milton, you're taking on this next bout. It's a flyway bout between No Way Jose Torres and Alex Perez. I'm going with Shorty Torres. Okay. Easy one for it should be easy matchup for him. Okay. Okay. Kev, he says it's easy. Is it easy for you to make a decision to go with No Way Jose? He's going against he's going with Shorty. I'm going with the record. I'm going with the 20 and four Alex Perez. Also knowing it's not our mutual friend, Alex Perez, who would also have to cut off a leg to break this weight class. It's fair, fair assessment. Um, we're going right through to our next bout. Kev, this is an interesting one because we've got Ricky Simon versus Montel Jordan Jackson. Go. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Well, the Montel Jordan part, that's, that's mostly what I've, been thinking about i'm sticking with it i'm not gonna mess with this i'm going with montel jackson quick abs rule six and oh also undefeated okay ricky milton Simon's what do you got for prepared. us there? his 80s run more Yo, ricky simon a, a friend of the show ricky simon is a friend of the show that is correct that's crazy what the hell I, i'm going with ricky simon not because of that but i thought you were gonna pick that all right i see it no friends no friends on this podcast huh? <laughs> well <laughs> Okay, to be fair, Ricky Simon didn't have Kevin trying to emulate him in a video and basically recreating his guillotine finish on me. <laughs> so I understand where your loyalty is. You would give a little compliment to Milton, and all of a sudden it's like, Ooh, I love you. Ricky Simon, you're the best. Your mullet's so nice. No, no, no. I, I never said that. It's just it's, Montel is coming off uh... – the contender series, I think just Ricky Simon's too much of a vet for him. Yeah, and Ricky's been wanting this fight for a bit, so we're very excited for him. Uh, hopefully we get to see him sometime this week, but props to him. We look forward to seeing that. I guess uh, everybody but Kevin, so no big deal. Just, Friend of the show. <laughs> just throwing it out. <laughs> All right, gents, uh, I'm double-checking things because it looks like there's only three fights on the uh, FX or on the preview show before they actually get there. So I'm making sure. Yep, on FX, there's only three fights, which is some bullshit. Munoz, John, Simon, Jackson, Correa, Aldana. That's the fight you don't have. Which and, one's that? Uh, Betts Correa versus Irene Aldana. Let's do that one then, Kev. Uh, I think Milton heads that one then. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Betts Correa on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going with Beth on that one. Okay. Kev, do you have something against that one? 
I, I just feel like maybe four years ago, that was a great pick, but I'm going to go with the one that looks like Ivanka. Okay, because here's the, here's the issue I'm finding, Kev. I don't see Betch Correa on the uh, current UFC site. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure it got scrapped. Oh, that would – I'm staring – okay. Yeah, because I, I, it doesn't say it on the UFC Wikipedia, and it's not on the website. Uh, Milton, it is on their you... UFC227.com fight card. See, I'm looking at the fight card right now myself, and I do not see it. Uh-oh. So, Kev, I don't know what year your just, internet is going at right now. a quick screenshot because I heard you telling <laughs> Just to... I, listen, I'm not. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just telling you your information might be faulty. That's all. Milton, do you do you have any other intel on this? Uh, no, my friend. I haven't been keeping up on this card actually, but uh, I think it got scrapped last. Let yes, it's one hour ago. This is one yeah. of the benefits of actually doing the show. Oh, look at that. Right now. Yeah. Betch Correa withdraws from UFC 227 fight with Irene Aldana. So uh, that was worthless. So I win. I win. Hold on. He chose the withdrawer. This points me early. It's not how that works. So you're going to go ahead and scrap that one. Uh, Milton, that does not work against you unless you say some shit to me over the weekend. Um, Here is a bantamweight bout. Let's get to the main event. 30 seconds on the clock. Milton, you lead this one off. It is between T.J. Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. Go. I was completely torn on this one because of the last bout, but I'm going to go ahead and side with T.J. Dillashaw. I think uh, he should take this on a fairly one-sided victory. Fairly one-sided. Kevin, what do, you, do you agree with this? Do you feel the same way? He's upside down right now right okay I'm, I'm obviously talking about <laughs> and that which is probably a nice break for his penis it sounds like but it's clearly clouded his judgment i'm going with the guy that almost finished this fight in the first round that okay. got a little upstaged in the big lights but hasn't gotten any older like tj has cody garbrandt Okay, gents, this is going to be an interesting fight. I find it very interesting to see that Cody Garbrandt was saying that he basically had to take the 217 fight because he was in financial problems, which is one of the more interesting explanations I think I've ever heard in some time. Uh, I could understand him saying, like, yeah, he had some back problems, but him saying, like, oh, I had to take it because finances is like, um, you mean you needed a job? Like, Kev. Well, supposedly. Two weeks before this fight, he had to get like eight epidural shots in his uh, in his back or like 10 days before the fight, something absurd like that. So I don't know if there's any truth to that, but if that's true, then that's pretty gnarly. No, I mean, I get that, Milton, but I'm saying like... What was the source I can't... coming from someone that picked him a second ago? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying as somebody who basically, if I showed up to work and I just go... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that my performance was kind of eh, but like I had to show up because financial issues. What are those financial issues? I want to pay rent. <laughs> Nobody would really bad die. They'd be like, yeah, get back to work, you fucking dick. Yeah, anyway, good. let's do this. Kev, you're going to go ahead and tell us who you think is going to win for tiebreakers. And if it comes down to this, because you guys picked a few, they're the same for the two performances of the night and the fight of the night. Yeah, I got it. Performance of the night one, Demetrius Johnson. Performance of the night two, Munoz. Fight of the night, Dillashaw Garbrandt. 
Okay. Uh, Milton, same question. Uh, performance of the night one will be Demetrius Johnson. Performance of the night number two will be Moicano. Five of the night will be Dillashaw Garbrandt. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. You're such a fucking weirdo. I got a photo sent to me of him hanging upside down. How long have you been hanging upside down? That doesn't seem like it works after the 10th minute. Like, uh, how long have we been on this phone call? 38 minutes. For a bit. All right. Let's start to wind this thing down. All right. Milton, we gave you the opportunity. We always defer to the guest. But we were saying, if you had a bet in mind, come up with one or don't. But now is the time to reveal. Do you have one in mind? Yeah, I want Kevin to wear a dodgy collective rash guard while singing My Little Pony in video. It's not the worst. What was the first part? So, dodgy is the uh, brand that one of our friends owns. It's a very solid brand, Kevin. I think you would actually like the rash guard. I can. I mean, here's the dumb part. Kevin gets a free rash guard out of us if he loses. So, it's kind of one of those things where it's a, ugh. All right. I'll pee for it. I don't know. <laughs> Um, all right. What if Milton loses, Kevin? Yeah. He has to put a verbal tap shirt on and sing mm-hmm. Pony by Genuine the first verse <laughs> for us. Wow. A more modern. All right, let's do it. Okay. That's that's a pretty good bet. I, I like that. Milton, do you know the song Pony by Genuine? No, not at all. First you verse in the okay. chorus. That's what I expect. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do all of it. I'll do it all for you. Uh, it gets pretty uh, graphic. We'll yeah, see. you don't. <laughs> before you commit. Before you really go through that whole game of a fighter thing, it's going to be a pulled quote from here. Locked and loaded veteran. <laughs> Milton is vast. Look solid and really, really le- read the lyrics and say when you're going to do it all for him. I mean, just, you know, you're, you're fine. Um, here's the. <laughs> Milton needs to get on out of here, but before right. he does, Milton, where can people find you and all of that good stuff? Uh, people can find me at the Diamond MMA. That's Diamond with two eyes on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch.tv. And why should people watch you on Twitch? I guess that's the thing I, I curiously want to know. Uh, because um, I get drunk and I cuss out my friends, and my friends cuss me out, and it's a great time. <laughs> good. So, uh, Milton, just to tell you how this works, we do the prediction show this week. Are you willing to come back on next week to find out how it does and talk some fights with us? Yeah, of course. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to let you get on out of here so you can go do uh, some more no-gi training. Is that what you're doing tonight, sir? I think I'm going to skip no-gi. I'm going to go drink some beers and go on Twitch. But you guys can find me on Twitch in about an hour. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a what a committed committed MMA genera we have on our line right now. Uh, here I was trying to land you right perfect on a tee, and you're just like, nah, fuck it, I'm just gonna go play video games. Uh, what do you well, mean? That's my fourth session today, so I think I did more than enough. Okay, but is it like jujitsu fourth session or like MMA, like all around fourth session? Right, my fourth overall training session would be my second jujitsu session. Okay, I'm just saying, maybe you could use some help on the jujitsu side. That's all. I was thinking. Perfect, perfect. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to be at this. I, I understand. I know picking uh, people is very, very difficult. Uh, well, here's what we're <laughs> going to do. 
We're going to let Milton get off the air right now, but we will bring him back on. Milton, uh, you are a welcome presence on our show. We are very happy you were able to come on this week. And I look forward to seeing you under pressure, figuring out how these picks are going to work out for you, because now they're on air. It's not just you at your house yelling at dogs and then yelling at Freddy Chavez. Now, my (laughs) friend, you have it all on air. Kevin, do you have any departing words for Milton before he gets on out of here? Yeah, when they come back to you to do uh, Locked and Loaded Spring Summer Camp, you should definitely see if you can get me on the cast. (laughs) Wow, you guys are terrible, man. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Milton, are you out? Thank you for having me, guys. Shout out Verbal Tap Podcast. And here's a quick word from my buddy from Dodgy Collective. Go to Dodgy, buy gear. Wow, that was super compelling. Raph, what a podcast. We got my tooth concerns. We now know you're more than willing uh, to embrace Gary Tonin's hair choices pending their motivation. We know Connor and Dana are no closer, and sadly, we know the public campaign ad for GSP has been obviously 2016 election meddled with. There's just Mm. no way. I simply don't believe it. But that will do it for us for tonight's podcast. Some of our friends who have been so instrumental in keeping our hips tight, our flexibility nice, and our joints lubricated. Proven Nutrition, North-South Jiu-Jitsu. You know the friends I'm talking about. They keep us tight. They keep us lubricated. Those are the things they do. You've heard the ads. You've heard the instructions you need to go. Be a part of your own health. And these these companies will help you do that. Ref, it's time for, I mean, some shout-outs? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to hit Ohana Yoga. This one goes out to Jen. We talked a lot about energy and intention, Raph. Mm-hmm. And it's my intention to reward them in the universe with our conquering poses. Shout out to Ohana Yoga. Keeping it 84 degrees when your man needed it to be. <laughs> and it's an uh, uphill battle between that and the Denver Bike Cafe who did some fixing for me. So uh, those are my shout outs for this week. Hafa Sparza. You know, Ohana means family, Kevin. Oh, I did not. Do you know that? I did no. not. I learned that from a very reliable animated movie. Nice. So there's that. All right, let's do this. Uh, first and foremost, I went to Vegas. I visited a lot of places. If I don't shout you out, it's my own stupidity. It's not your fault. You all were amazing. Many of you were uh, levels of jujitsu that were very difficult to keep up with. Many of you were very accommodating with your time, your schedules, um, your jiu-jitsu just in terms of instruction. So let me just kind of uh, blurt out and word vomit as much of the things I can remember as possible. Let's say this. Uh, I visited uh, Dunham Jiu-Jitsu. I visited both 10th Planets, uh, Henderson and the downtown location. And here's the thing. Downtown has one of the most sleek looks 
to just about any place in Vegas. So I always love visiting there. But uh, I will say that Henderson has the charm, Kev. And that's the place where you and I went to go train years ago. Um, so we love those guys. Um, my thanks uh, to Mike and Dewell, who continue to train savages in the morning at 6 a.m., which is hard to do, Kev. It's kind of hard to get there at 6 a.m. It's extremely hard. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I was I was struggling, but I made it, and uh, not on time, but like enough time. Uh, one of the guys goes, I think it was actually Mike. Uh, Mike Wilson just goes, Raph, how dare you show up just to roll?" And I was like, "You don't know what I've been through. It's been a really rough time, kid." Uh, so there was a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, I also got the opportunity to train and meet uh, with a number of people, but uh, including but not limited to getting to meet uh, Tammy and Mikey Musumeci, who are amazing, uh, getting to chat with Canuto, who might have put so much pressure on me. I mean, I, I really did consider, do I even know jiu-jitsu? <laughs> do I know how to do any of this? I don't think so. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, of course, my friends Damon and Beth. Who I got to see for the first time since they got married. Uh, you know, they say a couple of trains together, stays together. So they definitely were amazing to see, as well as Renee uh, teaching some great, great tips on what to do from X Guard and how to uh, kind of make a Kiss of a Dragon work from Reverse Dale Hiva, which I am looking forward to never doing. I do. I would love to see you do Kiss of the Dragon. <laughs> it was he, so when he got to, when he got to about the fifth step. I just said, "How do I cheat that?" <laughs> he was like, "You don't." And I go, "Well, mm-hmm. that's why you win things." And I just, I just show up. So got to visit there, and of course, our friends over at Cobra Kai Jiu Jitsu. Uh, my man Shane, oh my god, so good as an instructor. Uh, got to train with so many good people, uh, Rodrigo, uh, a number of the guys who are super chill there. My good friend Matt Holt uh, came in out is just a beast. So some of my favorite, favorite people. I always try to go visit out that way whenever I'm around. And uh, I think I might be back come Masters Worlds to go cover out this way. So if you guys are in town, try to let me know ahead of time because – uh, that's going to go by in a flash. And Masters World is the coolest. So be back in Vegas very, very soon. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to uh, the 10th Planet Van Nuys crew, of course. Milton is part of that crew. But I got to go train with their wrestling team with Elliot uh, over on, I believe it was Sunday with the crew. And I was very, very encouraged. Kevin, I know I gave him some shit. But I was encouraged to see the kids were training the, the gi without me. That is nice. It was very nice. And, you know, obviously I was completely suspicious of what they were up to, but it was nice that they were doing it. Uh, And if I'm being honest, like, I taught Milton Lasso Guard, and I was like, why am I teaching him this? I wouldn't. That's not. It was a bad choice. I know. To be fair, though, when he was starting to use Spider Guard on me, uh, he didn't realize there's a time when you should probably let it go, and it was very advantageous for me. (laughs) So, uh, anyway. That's the news I got there. Shoutouts to Valley Martial Arts Center. VMAC. Good to see the guys. I have not seen them, I mean, for the past week, but it'll be good to see them in the next couple days when I head back to training over there since I have been in Vegas. Also, big shout-out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. LAJJC. Uh, Eric very nicely represented uh, the United States of America and uh, put it down for the World Grappling Cup. And uh, the USA, Kev, you would be happy to know, took second place in both gi and no gi. What? 
it was pretty dope. And Eric was part of that team. Also part of that team, Steven Martinez, uh, Edmund, and uh, hold on, it's coming to me. I got two more: uh, Frank Rosenthal and Steven Martinez. I think I said that. So good team over on that way. So congratulations to those gentlemen, and thank you very much for representing Team USA. And I believe the guys are getting ready to go uh, compete next week over at the finishers big tournament so make sure you guys keep an eye out for that we're very excited and kev i'm also excited to announce some news hmm i will be doing the commentary for a tournament called in-house tournaments over at house of gyms come august 18th that is being put together by one michael frosto Oh yeah nice and uh you know kev i'm really excited about it because uh it's all 160 and under brown belts and uh one keith kikorian is going to be one of the participants among many others who are amazing who yeah i know that's what i put i literally they put his uh they put up his promotional poster and i just go pass not interested yeah so very excited to get back on the commentary and uh, we'll be looking to make it a good time. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be, I believe, Saturday, August 18th at 4 p.m. And I believe we will have a stream compliments of one OV Films, a.k.a. Octavio Villanueva. And I believe, I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but let's just go ahead and close it out. And I'll preview this, Kev, because next week I want the kids to come back with purpose. Kevin and I haven't really had the time. Uh, this was kind of breaking news a couple hours ago. But TJ Dillashaw and Stephen Thompson put out a video where they're promoting Van Heusen's, the clothing line where suits and ties, but they basically fight in an octagon with uh, dress shirts and ties. We need some time to disseminate this video because it's a one-minute stupid video. Yeah, But we'll come back to you next week. So consider this of a teaser that we will come back prepared because I was not prepared to look at this commercial and it dumb. Well, teaser announced. Anyway, that'll do it for me. Hey, that'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...